the richest, most powerful place on earth. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts. Tuman Bay. Bay. The truth makes us strong. Listen to all episodes of Tuman Bay seasons one and two now for free on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Great to be back with you here on a Tuesday, bright and early at 6, as we give you our first look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic here and now on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still at AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour a setback for the suspended sheriff trying to get his job back. More in one minute. Yeah, we're talking about Scott Israel. A one word texting poll we ask you should he get his job back or not? It's all next on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The Florida Senate votes tomorrow on the fate of Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel. Last night, the Rules Committee voted to uphold his suspension following passionate testimony by parents of students killed in the Parkland School Massacre, including Andrew Pollack. There were kids in the building getting shot. They don't know. It's a school. And we're going to accept that kind of leadership, and you guys are going to think you're going to stand Mr. there and think Pollack. of reinstating Mr. this Pollack. guy? The governor suspended the sheriff in connection with the shootings at Parkland and the Fort Lauderdale Airport. However, a special master appointed by the Senate president recommended that the suspension be lifted. Yeah, there are two sides to this story, and we'll find out what everybody thinks in a moment with our one-word texting poll. Stay tuned for that. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A top American diplomat is scheduled to testify before Congress today in the ongoing impeachment inquiry into President Trump. Bill Taylor will appear in a closed-door hearing about the White House's efforts to get Ukraine to investigate former Vice President Joe Biden and his son Hunter. The president expressed his frustration with the impeachment proceedings last night in an interview with Sean Hannity on Fox News. I've gone through the impeachment now since the beginning. On Russia, on Mueller, on all this stuff, okay? And then they come up with this crazy concept of a perfect conversation. In that interview, Trump claimed that former President Obama could have been impeached for a number of things, but Congress never thought to do it. Neighbors say they're in shock after learning of the conditions inside a home in Volusia County. Edgewater police report finding three children and almost 250 animals living in filth at a home on Royal Palm Drive. A man and two women are charged with child abuse and animal cruelty. We've seen this kind of thing before, but those who have witnessed this say it is the worst they have ever seen. Yeah, the just uh, awful. The workers who went in said the the stench of ammonia was so strong they can't imagine how those kids were living there. Absolutely, and as for the animals, a lot of them, you know, are clinging to life here, mm-hmm. and they're going to try to save as many as they can. The two women who made history by performing a spacewalk together are reflecting on that milestone. When I found out that Jessica was going to be um, my partner in the spacewalk, it didn't strike me as any different as it would if it had been Drew again or Nick again. And that's because we all have been training together. Christina Cook says she and Jessica Meir were simply doing the job they were trained to do. The two women repaired a malfunctioning battery charger during last week's eight-hour spacewalk. 
On Monday Night Football, the reigning Super Bowl champs remain undefeated. The New England Patriots defense powers them to a shutout. Third and ten. Can he get a first down inside the two? Floated again and picked off again. This time it's Terrence Brooks. Call courtesy of ESPN. Terrence Brooks comes down with the interception in the end zone as the Patriots deep picks off Sam Darnold four times, coming away with a fumble recovery and safety as well as New England blanks the New York Jets Monday night, 33-0 to go to 7-0 on the season. Sony Michelle would add three rushing touchdowns on offense as the Patriots and San Francisco 49ers remain the only undefeated teams remaining in the NFL. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Did you put it in there just for the Bud Man? Very nice. All this news is just for you, bud. <laughs> I stayed up much too late watching my Patriots. They were amazing. 33 zip. I'm very happy for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hollow ring of insincerity pervading the studio from the voice of one Alan Spector. That's Wait, how I, I roll. What did I miss? WFLA <laughs> News Time is 6.05. A driver in Georgia miraculously survives... After massive logs cash, uh, crash through his windshield. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. PM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. Boy, you remind me of a dark moment in my life when I was in college riding home with a bunch of my buddies. For Thanksgiving weekend, my freshman year, we came up behind a log truck on a highway, Mm -hmm. and we finally decided we couldn't wait any longer, you know, to get around this guy going up a hill. We pulled out, and half the logs came flying out of the back end of that thing, and I would have been a goner. Somebody else would have been hosting this show and listening to that great Patriots package you played a moment ago. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Well, (laughs) there you go. It's my log truck story. Everyone in the family's heard it ad nauseum, of course. Well, this guy in Georgia that we're referring to, uh, he was behind a log truck. Apparently, he looked away for a second. Before he knew it, he ran into the back of the truck. The logs came through the front windshield and through the back windshield and miraculously avoided his head. Unbelievable story. Check it out on the website. Thank you, Alan. My co-host, Alan Spector, executive producer, Mike Yaffe, who filled in for me for a couple of days. Thank you for that. And my fellow Patriots fanatic from Nantucket. Hello. Melissa, a.k.a. The Fox. Mm-hmm. All right. Enough about the Patriots for now. It's not a sports talk show, but we digress now and then and take a little bit of license. You know, with we? Melissa, you don't have to qualify it as Patriots fanatic, just fanatic in general. <laughs> just in general. Thank you, Alan. We love her. Yeah, Whatever they're... subject. <laughs> kind of the resident, enthusiastic, loose cannon. What? Every <laughs> ensemble like this has got to have one. Yeah. We got one, and we love her. We We know a lot of you do as well. So the question is, at the top of a jam-packed show, should former Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel get his job back? He's fighting for that job in Tallahassee in a special session right now of the Florida Senate. Text either yes, he should get his job back, or text no, he should not. Text either yes or text no to 23680. Uh, I can see arguments on both sides, but I have a very definite opinion of how this should play out. I'll share it with you. We'll get the rest of the gang involved. We want to hear from you. It's an important story and an unusual thing uh, that is happening surrounding the former Broward County Sheriff, Scott Israel, and he was at the helm when the Parkland massacre occurred. All coming up. And right now, a chance for you to win $1,000. We try to make your wallet great again 
every hour, every day right here. And in moments, we'll announce the key word of the hour, the first one of the day. It's your chance to uh, text us at 200-200 with that keyword and win a grand. And if you do that, then watch for a call from area code 513, which could be us telling you that you're the winner. We want to make your wallet great again to the tune of $1,000. An update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic just two minutes away. It's 609. Headlines and a story we'll talk about together one hour from now. President Trump doesn't think Hawaii Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian asset. He made that comment during a cabinet meeting yesterday. It comes after Hillary Clinton suggested Russia is grooming the Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard for a third party run. So she is a Russian asset. We'll get to the bottom of what's going on with the Hildebeest in our 7 o'clock hour. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Let's talk about the fate of um, the former sheriff of Broward County, who was the man at the helm when the Parkland School Massacre happened on Valentine's Day 2018. 17 dead, 17 wounded in the massacre there. His name is Scott Israel. When uh, DeSantis became governor, uh, he immediately, um, you know, ousted him from office. And he's been fighting to get his job back here. Got a favorable report from the former Republican state representative who served as special master overseeing Israel's Senate trial that occurred over the weekend. This is Dudley Goodlett, former Republican said that, you know what, um, in the wake of the Parkland shooting, it was a culmination of individual failures, and Israel could not be held responsible for the actions of all of his deputies. It's kind of like if, you know, I mean, if you, if I do something horrible, egregious, unforgivable, and indefensible on the air, should my boss be fired for it? You know, that's kind of the flip side of this, plus overturning an election. A lot of people in Broward County, land of the libs, love their liberal Democrat, Scott Israel. And they're saying, wait a minute, you can't take him away from us. We voted for him. Our votes count. But here is the flip side of this. And this argument is being led, of course, by the survivors of the Parkland massacre and their grieving families here. And they cite Scott Israel for a couple of things. A lack of active shooter training for the deputies there. Remember, a bunch of them stayed on the outside, formed a perimeter. One of them ran away from the school. We know that, a guy named Peterson. And also, they they cite the fact that the deputies who failed to confront the shooter um, you know, showed a level of cowardice that, that, that stems from the top. And also, they cite, under Scott Israel's administration as sheriff of Broward County, there was a change in the active shooter policy for the sheriff's deputies that gave deputies discretion on confronting an active shooter, as opposed to, it's an active shooter, you go in and take them out. Okay? So, that there, there are the arguments on both sides. Um... I think he's got to go, and I think he will go. It, I mean, he, it, but, I, but I think also that it's all going to be along party lines because it was 9-7 in the Senate Rules Committee, and that reflects the Republican majority there. It's 23-17 in the full Senate. 
that will vote tomorrow. I'm seeing no signs of, of any votes breaking from a straight party line or very, very close to it. And Scott Israel will be gone. I'm glad he's gone. I don't think those deputies were, were trained properly. I had other issues that didn't even come up with him, you know, about embracing the promise program in the Obama era here that allowed a guy like the mass shooter Nicholas Cruz to misbehave horribly time after time after time and, you know, and not ultimately get put away and behind bars. I have a lot of problems with Scott Israel here. I am glad um, that it appears he will be gone with a full Senate vote tomorrow. Anything could happen, but those are the arguments on both sides. Our one-word texting poll, Yaffe, would you lay that out for folks so they can join in the vote we announced at the top of the show? Yes, it's uh, pretty simple today. Should former Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel get his job back you can text yes or no to 23680. That should former Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel get his job back. Text yes or no to 23680. And we have long-form texters who have more to say than just a yes or a no, and we give priority to our phone callers here, so we won't keep you on the line long. Give us a call and make your case either way as to what ought to happen to Scott Israel. 407-916-5400. And the toll-free 866-916-5400. That text line is 23680. We continue with an update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic now in just two minutes here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Highlighting local headlines for you right now. Orlando police officers can expect raises and firefighters can expect a new boss. The city council yesterday approved a new three-year deal with the police union starting next year. Each pay grade will increase by 1.5%. The starting pay will be close to $49,000 a year to be an Orlando cop. And the council also approved the hire of Benjamin Barksdale as the new Orlando fire chief. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Question on the table happens to be our one-word texting poll. You can vote now. Should former Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel uh, get his job back? Text yes or text no to 23680. Yaffe, Melissa, what about it on Israel? You know, I was thinking about this earlier today, and looking back at some of the other mass shootings, I don't know of any other mass shooting like this where the people have decided to fire the sheriff and held the sheriff largely responsible for what happened. You know, you may be right on that. It's an interesting thing you raised. Newtown, where all the kids died in Connecticut. Las Vegas, the record body count, 58 dead. The hotel shooting. Did they can the cop, the um, the top cop? Just look at here in Orlando after Pulse. You know, they did they get rid of Mina? No. They did not. There was I, some criticism, but they didn't get rid of him. I there mean, wasn't even a serious yeah. movement to do that. I've never heard of another one like this. That kind of tells me that he needs to go, really. I don't think this is political. The Democrats are trying to make this out to be partisan politics, but I don't really see that. I here. think to to a degree it is. Um, I mean, you got a new governor comes in, you know, and, and, and scores some points. I like Ron DeSantis here. But, I mean, I think you can look at, at policies in place or lack of policies in place under Israel that were contributing factors to the, to the massacre down there. And that's why this is considered, you know, uh, one of these things where he's really got to pay 
really got to pay the price. I think the term is neglect of duty, and it is a Florida statute, and the governor has the power to suspend or fire him for that. Um, and he can fill the office, period. And I don't know. I think he meets the uh, the, the reasoning for suspension and then removal. Mm-hmm. What, what about the argument on the other side, Alan, that, for example, if one of us did something absolutely egregious and indefensible uh, on the air here, should our boss be fired for it? Um, I, you, I don't think so. I, I mean, that's, that's a difficult uh, uh, thing there, and that's what the, uh, the special master said, as you pointed out. That, who was uh, a Republican yeah. who said he should not be, he should, he should be reinstated. And by all accounts, this guy had no axe to grind or didn't favor one side or the other. And uh, It's also debatable, and we'll never know, if the policies had been more aggressive, you know, to tell the cops you go in immediately in, a, in, a, in an active shooter situation, if there'd been different training, could lives have been saved? We don't know. The families of the victims absolutely believe so and that there is blood on scott israel's hands and that is what is driving what i think ultimately will be a vote to get rid of this guy now this guy is as arrogant as the day is long i don't like him i do understand the the arguments on both sides but i think with what happened down there and and the clear evidence uh, that the cops weren't trained well that all falls to israel i think he's got to go yeah and i think uh i don't know why he is pursuing this because it seems to me, even if he gets his job back, he's he doesn't have the confidence of the community down there. Well, I don't know. I think there, there's a lot of people who like him. It's a very Democrat um, a, a county down there. Mm-hmm. They like him. Some people were up there saying, "Wait, don't no, no, don't take my vote away for crying out loud!" It's not for you to say. I mean, we like our sheriff down here. The guy is going to run again in 2020. Right. He'll get back in, in my view. You know, so I, I think he's setting the stage to be a political martyr, mm-hmm. knowing the Republicans are going to blow him out the door. And and I think that's what's coming next. If you look at how Israel is looking at his future, I think that's what he's look. That's what he's thinking. Hey, what about on that text line? In addition to the one word texting poll, love to get an update on the voting. Long form textures are weighing in. Well, but in terms of the voting, I've only had one person say yes, he should be reinstated. And that person said yes, but make him the head of school safety. And he has to go give speeches in front of students and show the proper way to handle situations. Okay. Another one just says promise program, Scott. Yeah, we mentioned that a moment ago from the Obama era. Yeah, but right now we have 30 people that have said no and one person has said yes. Another one says look at Andrew Pollack's book about the corruption in Broward. Yeah, his daughter Meadow was slaughtered by the shooter down there. Absolutely right. Um, and he was a passionate spokesman. I think I think you actually had him on the show at the top, didn't you, this morning? I mean, yeah, because he uh, testified in Tallahassee mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah, big vote in the Senate tomorrow, full Senate. It looks to me like Israel will be gone. I'll be fine with that, but we wanted to present the arguments from both sides. Now let me turn it over to my co-host, Alan Spector, who gets all up to date on the news at the bottom of our first hour. Mark Heath Lloyd back in court today, and the World Series gets underway tonight. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 629 on Good Morning Orlando. And in the news this morning, the question for Mark Heath Lloyd boils down to this, life or death. And Alan has the latest. The penalty phase of the Orlando trial of a man convicted of killing his pregnant ex-girlfriend continues today. Yesterday, Mark Heath Lloyd's mother testified in an attempt to keep him off death row. Do you love him? Very much so. If he goes to prison, will you visit him? Yes, I will. Will you always be in his life? Yes, I will. 
The defense will call more witnesses today. The state rested yesterday. The jury will recommend a sentence of either death or life in prison without parole. The news is brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Marion County man accused of murdering his family will be in court today. More from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. The arraignment of Michael Jones is being held today. He's accused of using a baseball bat to murder his wife, Casey. He's reportedly confessed to strangling his two stepchildren and drowning the two other children he had with Casey. Documents just released show how Jones kept the bodies in his van for weeks while staying with relatives and trying to cover his tracks. When he got into a car accident in Georgia last month, Police found his wife's body still inside the van, the bodies of the four children found in nearby woods. Rory O'Neill, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. Help is on the way for Florida kids dealing with opioid abuse. Governor Ron DeSantis announcing that the Justice Department has awarded the state almost $300 million in federal grants. Part of the money will provide mentors for children affected by opioids. The money will also be used to train students and faculty to respond to school threats. Justin Trudeau will remain Prime Minister of Canada, re-elected for a second term. Regardless of how you cast your ballot, ours is a team that will fight for all Canadians. Trudeau's party will not have the majority in Parliament. He won re-election despite several personal scandals, including photos of him wearing blackface. Let baseball's fall classic begin. The champions of the American and National League Meet in the World Series starting tonight. It all comes down to this, a best of seven to be the best in Major League Baseball as the Houston Astros host the Washington Nationals for tonight's World Series Game 1. The Astros besting the New York Yankees in six to earn their second AL pennant in three years. They'll send Garrett Cole to the mound as he reflects on this opportunity. Dream about, you know, storybook endings and, and storybook players and scenarios. The Washington Nationals sweeping the St. Louis Cardinals to head to the World Series for the first time in franchise history, but longtime vet Ryan Zimmerman says it doesn't change his team's approach. I think he just play it. I think to try not to do it too much. The Nats sending Max Scherzer to the mound for the Game 1 start first pitch in the 2019 World Series slated for 8 p.m. Eastern. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. I know you and I are hopelessly biased, but it loses some luster without our Yanks in there. Yeah. <clears throat> that was a tough exit with that walk-off homer by El Tube. Yeah, Bud walked in this morning to the newsroom and said, have you gotten <laughs> over the Yankees yet? And I said, no. <laughs> You're a long way from it. No, you could ask me that next week, next month, next year. <laughs> next year, maybe. <laughs> WFLA News time is 637. If you miss any part of Good Morning Orlando, get caught up with our podcast on iHeartRadio. Headlines out of Washington now. House Democrats have ended a Republican attempt to censure a leader of the impeachment inquiry against President Trump. Republicans tried to censure House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff yesterday, blaming him for a false retelling of Trump's July phone call with Ukraine's president. During that call, of course, Trump pressed Ukraine's leader to investigate Joe Biden and his son and has been at the center of the impeachment probe. The results of all of this with the censure were inevitable. The Republicans simply didn't have the votes and the Democrats did. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Under the heading this morning of weird, wild stuff, Pierre Delecto. Mitt Romney's cover has been blown. He's using that handle as in a, in a secret Twitter account. So we can monitor the political conversation. What do you think of this? And it's such a straight arrow as Mitt Romney to come up with this exotic 
a Twitter name Pierre Delecto. What do you? Th- what is going on with Romney here? I don't know. I hear that a lot of uh, public figures do this, that they create fake accounts so they can like go around and do stuff on Twitter and nobody knows. Yeah. But um, a lot of people are calling him a coward, no. saying you should be able to do, you know, have the guts to do this publicly. Well, he has ripped Trump pretty good, you know, yeah. with, a, with a recent speech here about this will be a, you know, a bloodstain on American history, his move to get out of northern Syria. So he's been bold in that regard, but he's kind of lurking in the shadows. Where does he come up with Pierre Delecto? That is weird. I, I am wondering where that came from. What do you think, Melissa? <laughs> no that idea. is strange. It's tra- it translates to Peter Delight, so not going there. Honestly, I mean, the- it sounds like some guy who dances with hardly anything on at some club on the seedy side of downtown Orlando. Let's go watch Pierre Delecto. <laughs> Honestly, uh, but the account just seems like he wanted to participate in the community anonymously like all the rest of us do. Uh, I mean, it's not like he was doing weird. anything crazy with the account. I say power to him, and I'm not a fan of Romney, but I just don't think it's anything really to get hung up on. You know, All right. Listen, if you don't get a job, you can sue over discrimination for race, religion, gender, national origin, age, handicapped, and marital status. What about your hair? Um, you'll be able to sue if you don't get the job over hair now if what is proposed by Orlando Democrat and state lawmaker Randolph Bracey he wants to end discrimination based on hair. Um, he wants to provide uh, protections to those with dreadlocks, cornrows, and those who are bald, and any hairdo at all. I mean, yeah, come on. How in the world, what do you do, sue just because you feel like I didn't get the job because the guy didn't like my hair? How are you ever going to prove that? Yeah, I don't know how you would enforce this, but what's the next step? Could it be the clothing you wear? You know, you just wear anything. Beards, now. tattoos, hmm? Yeah. Just walk in nude. Yes. Well, what about may, may, maybe that? Maybe the hair thing should include beards. You got one, Alan. You got one, Yaffe. I don't have one. Not yet. <laughs> what are you saying? You appear to be freshly shaven, and that's encouraging. <laughs> Along with the bud man here. No. Listen, I mean, seriously. I mean, how far do you go with this? This is insanity. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. You, you missed the Pierre Delecto thing. Did you believe that Mitt Romney's using that as a secret Twitter account? I, I, like, I like the name, though. The name is weird. Pierre Delecto. For a straight arrow like Romney. Would be an interesting radio name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, More like that. a Chippendale name, if you ask me. If you all want to react to this, I got one more weird, wild thing I want to throw your way. 407 916 Weird and wild. <laughs> That's a great Carson. That's exactly what he used to say. <laughs> that is some wanky stuff. There it is. Listen to this. The National Football League, San Francisco 49ers, have the league's first emotional support dog, a little puppy named Zoe that makes the players feel really good after they get all beat up playing that very, very tough game Is this some particular team that has the dog? So so San Francisco 49ers, 49ers. and I got to tell you, they're undefeated. Yeah, it's working. (laughs) So are my Patriots. Can I tell you something? Patriots coach Bill Belichick, would serve that dog for dinner. <laughs> oh, I disagree. <laughs> he would. I disagree. Oh, Belichick is a dog lover. It's one of his true weaknesses. Mm. Yeah, but he doesn't want a bunch of big, tough football players well, cuddling up to in need of emotional support I, from a dog. I agree, but I do believe that the Miami Dolphins could use an emotional support dolphin. 
<laughs> and maybe they do need something down there. Whatever they got isn't working. I was about to say maybe the dolphin's the problem. I yeah, don't know. I don't know. So there they are. The weird, wild stuff. Tackle yeah. one, tackle all. Romney as Pierre Delecto. We got the Florida lawmaker who wants to end discrimination on based on hair. Mm-hmm. And then, that's Randolph Bracey, and then we have the first emotional support dog ever in the National Football League. This all, this all actually happened. It was in the news. I don't know if you saw it or not, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is some weird, wild, wacky oh, stuff. Yeah, right you are, football breath. All right, Ed. <laughs> settle down. Have another drink. <laughs> so what do you think? It's weird, wild stuff. Tackle one, tackle them all. Let us hear from you. 407-916-5400. Priority for our callers. Text line open at 23680. Finish joining us right now. This disturbing Central Florida headline. Neighbors are in shock after learning of the conditions inside a home in Volusia County. Edgewater police report finding three kids and almost 250 animals of all kinds living in filth at a home on Royal Palm Drive up in Edgewater. A man and two women now charged with child abuse and animal cruelty. Neighbors had reported problems at the home for years, but say they had no idea how bad things were inside. Updates at least every 10 minutes in a top stories on Good Morning Stay Orlando. Ahead of the storm with Operation Stormwatch on News Radio WFLA Orlando. This secret Twitter account, Pierre Delecto, you know, being run by Mitt Romney. I, I think he's just trying to, you know, lurk in the shadows and strike at Trump when he can publicly and keep his hand on the political pulse, particularly perhaps within his own party. He is 72, lost to Obama in 2012. Here's what I think. If you could get, if you could get Romney on truth serum, I think you might find this out. He thinks he has one more shot at president. And here's the deal. The House, he believes, will vote to impeach Trump. Then the Senate will put him on trial. And I think he believes that ultimately Trump may be removed from office, making Mike Pence, the vice president, the president of the United States. And then Mitt Romney will offer himself up as somebody who was a better campaigner and more electable than Mike Pence. And for 2020, Romney will be the standard bearer for the GOP. You know, this might all be true, but what does it have to do with Pierre Delecto? Pierre Delecto will be his running mate. <laughs> is, is he going to go run under a different name? What's happening here? Romney Delecto <laughs> it 2020. Him, it allows him to lurk in the shadows, and he even said it, and can just kind of keep track of the political conversation Same out why. there. He did. He said it was him. You know, I think that if he did any of that under his real name, he would come off as whiny, and he's got a political career to uh, forget it. No. What, did you just run out of gas on that <laughs> no, line of thinking? I was what thinking about there? the political uh, career, and I was like, eh. I was going to say, someone should tell him that, no, it's it's over, Romney. You do, you do not have another chance. I'm yeah, sorry. Right, well, it's right. pretty obvious to me that Hillary doesn't know it's over. Uh, we'll get into <laughs> Tulsi yeah. versus Hillary next hour. But how about posing the one-word texting poll off our top story here uh, Ooh, so yeah. folks can vote? You got it, Uncle Bud. Should former Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel get his job back? We're doing a one-word texting poll. So text yes or text no to 23680. Again, 
Should former Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel get his job back? Yes or text no two three six eight zero. And by the way, we have forty people who have said no, and just one person said yes. All right, Scott Israel might be listening. I don't know. <laughs> well, that could be. <laughs> that could be the one vote, right? Let me turn it over to you for the news update. Folks just joining us here as we hit the 7 o'clock hour. Alan? Yeah, we'll top it off with a defeat for the suspended Broward County Sheriff. And Bud loses sleep watching his Patriots on Monday Night Football. It was worth it. Those stories and others, plus traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 7 o'clock on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you here on a Tuesday at 7 as we update once again Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the suspended sheriff loses a key vote. More in one minute. Tulsi versus Hillary. What in the world is going on here? We'll talk about it with you next on Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. A setback in Tallahassee for the suspended sheriff trying to get his job back. By your vote, the Rules Committee will recommend to the president that the evidence supports the executive order of suspension by the governor and that Mr. Scott Israel be removed from the office of Sheriff of Broward County. The Florida Senate Rules Committee voting last night to uphold the suspension of Scott Israel ordered by Governor Ron DeSantis in connection with the mass shootings at Stoneman Douglas High and the Fort Lauderdale Airport. Reaction from Fred Gutenberg, whose daughter was killed at Parkland. The right decision got made up there today. Sheriff Israel has been removed. Actually, Israel has not been removed yet. That is up to a vote by the full Senate tomorrow. We have an ongoing, ongoing one-word texting poll on this, so so get involved. Should former Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel get his job back, text yes or no to 23680. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump was on TV last night, once again insisting he did nothing wrong in that phone call with the president of Ukraine. President Trump says it's not only his right, but his duty to ask a foreign government to investigate accusations of election meddling. If Ukraine would know something about the 2016 election, you have to give that information. I hope that they would give the information. And everybody agrees with me 100 percent. The president denies any quid pro quo with Ukraine as a whistleblower alleged in a complaint. Where is the person that gave the whistleblower the information? Because is that person a spy? Or does that person even exist? The president, in an exclusive interview with Fox's Sean Hannity, says Democrats are desperate to take him down. The only reason they're impeaching is because they look at the polls. But he thinks Republicans could learn a thing or two from the other side. They stick together. I respect that. The other thing is they're vicious. Steve Rappaport, Fox News. We'll get on the Trump train in one hour, and we'll hear a lot more from the president. Four residents of a senior facility in Daytona Beach are hurt after a fire. They were taken to the hospital after the fire started around 1.30 this morning. There's no word on their conditions, but Volusia County emergency officials say they are all expected to survive. A total of 14 residents were evacuated. The facility is damaged. There's no word on a cause. Orlando police officers can expect raises and firefighters can expect a new boss. The city council yesterday approved a new three-year deal with the police union. 
Starting next year, each pay grade will increase by 1.5% and the starting pay will be close to $49,000 a year. The council also approved the hire of Benjamin Barksdale as fire chief. The Patriots remain undefeated as they dominate the Jets 33-0 on Monday night football at the Meadowlands. Tom Brady passed for 249 yards and a touchdown, and Sonny Michels had three scores on the ground. New England recorded six takeaways in completing a season sweep of Gang Green. The Patriots' always bullient head coach Bill Belichick said it was a well-rounded victory. Always good to win a division game on the road. Um, thought that uh, you know our guys were... We're ready to go today. Um, got off to a good start. That was a great opening drive. All right, take it down a notch, Bill. New Belichick England, on fire. New England now seven and zero. The Jets dropped to one and five. Yeah, uh, sadly that is him on fire. <laughs> That's it. WFLA News Time is seven oh seven. Amazon is reportedly shipping its customers expired food. That story's online at wflaorlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. Oh, look at this label. Vintage peanut butter mm. from 2003. That was a good year. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. The Bud Man here with my co-host Alan Spector bringing you the news and Yaffe, our executive producer. Thanks, Yaffe, for filling in for me for a couple of days. And the Fox, Melissa, will be taking your phone calls. Priority for our callers at 407-916-5400. Got a real slugfest going among a couple of prominent female members of the Democrat Party. It is Tulsi versus Hillary. And I'll tell you what, the Hildebeest is not getting the better of it. We'll get into this and try to figure out what in the world is going on and where it is all headed. And it is coming up. Right after we give you a chance to make your wallet great again. It's our texting contest. Listen for the keyword of the hour, which we'll announce in just seconds. You text that keyword to 200-200, you could be winning $1,000. Also be watching for a call from area code 513, which could be us telling you that you're the winner of a grand. And we want to make your wallet great again. Listen all day long for the keyword of the hour and your chance to win $1,000. 709 on Good Morning Orlando, an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic just two minutes away. Headlines now, a five-day ceasefire between Turkey and the Syrian Kurds about to expire today. Hostilities broke out when Turkey invaded northern Syria after President Trump withdrew U.S. forces from that region. Turkey views the Kurds who fought with the U.S. against ISIS as terrorists. The ceasefire was supposed to give the Kurds time to withdraw from a safe zone along the Syrian side of the Turkish border. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories for you on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. You've been following this, I don't know what it is. This this little showdown between Democratic candidate for president who's polling two or three percent, although I really think she's an appealing candidate for a Democrat, 
I mean, I would never vote for her. She's too socially liberal for me. But I like a lot about Tulsi Gabbard, who's the congresswoman, has been for seven years out of Hawaii. And she's uh, a member of the National Guard. She's a major. She's deployed a couple of times into combat zones. Recently, you know, left and went overseas for training. She's a real patriot. She wants out from the endless wars. She and Trump and the Budman share that on the foreign policy front. Tulsi Gabbard, though, is not top tier by any means among the Democrats who are vying for their party's nomination. So why is she taking such heat from washed-up Hillary Clinton, who did a, who did a podcast last week and, uh, and said this? They're also going to do third party again. And I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic <laughs> primary and are grooming her to be the third party candidate. She's a favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her so far. Now, Hillary never mentioned Tulsi's name in the podcast, but a spokesman for Hillary confirmed, yes, she's talking about Tulsi Gabbard here. Um, I'll tell you about the bad blood between the two that goes back several years that you may have forgotten about or been unaware of. Now, you might think that Tulsi you know, who's kind of mild-mannered, very well-spoken, very smart, very together, very attractive in many, many ways. You might think she would just, you know, just ignore this or whatever. What is this from Hillary? She did not. She ripped into the Hilda Beast. Listen to, well, I'll tell you what, before you play that sound, Yaffe, I want to give you something that um, Tulsi put up on Twitter here. Doggone it, I've got it right in front of me somewhere. Um, it's good. Play the, play the sound bite, and then we'll get back to that. But if they can falsely portray me as a traitor, then they can do it to anyone. And in fact, that's exactly the message that they want to get across to you. That if you stand up against Hillary and the party power brokers, if you stand up to the rich and powerful elite and the war machine, they will destroy you and discredit your message. That was Tulsi over this weekend, but before that on Twitter, she really ripped Hillary. Listen to what she wrote. Called Hillary Clinton the queen of warmongers, the embodiment of corruption and personification of the rot that has sickened the Democratic Party. Wow. You talk about a, 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 a full retaliatory strike. That was it for Tulsi Gabbard. Now, Tulsi was the vice chairman of the Democratic Party back in 2016 when Hillary was running unsuccessfully, ultimately, to defeat Donald Trump, okay? And she left that post because she felt like Hillary and the power brokers in the Democrat Party had stacked the deck against then a pretty viable uh, opponent, uh, socialist Democrat Bernie Sanders. And she said the deck is stacked against Bernie. And, and, and we're not, I'm not playing that game. And she got out. And there's been bad blood between Hillary and Tulsi ever since. What is going on with Tulsi Gabbard and Hillary Clinton? I'm glad Tulsi Gabbard let her have it, you know, with both barrels and then some. She's the personification of the rot within the Democrat Party. Powerful stuff. Maybe she'll get a boost in the polls. I think she deserves to be polling from the Democrat side better than she is. But why would Hillary bother with Tulsi Gabbard? 
just because she's just bitter about everything that that happened that led to her defeat in 2016? I mean, is she thinking of a run again? I got to tell you, the other Democrat candidates, almost without exception, are coming to Tulsi's defense. You know, there was a time, you know, when nobody would say anything about Hillary Clinton. Now they all just want her to go away. Um, Tulsi versus versus Hillary. What's it all about and where do you think it's headed? We'll get our gang involved. I'd love to get your take on it. It's a little bit bizarre, is it not? 407-916-5400. The text line 23680. Headlines speaking of Tulsi versus Hillary, and we have been speaking of that. President Trump doesn't think Hawaii Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian asset. He made the comment during a cabinet meeting yesterday. This comes after Hillary Clinton suggested Russia's grooming the Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard from Hawaii for a third-party run to split the Democrats and give a second term to Trump. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. By the way, Tulsi for a long time has said and continues to say in the week of this wake of this dust up with Hillary that she will always run as a Democrat, never go third party. Um, we'll get to our textures in a moment, but Yaffe and Melissa have been, you know, like chomping at the bit to get in on this. Tulsi versus <laughs> Hillary, what's the deal? I mean, I think it's just obvious she doesn't toe the party line and when you don't tow the party line, I guess you're now considered a Russian asset. <laughs> I, I think it's just Hillary's go-to. If someone's against Hillary, they're they're with Russia. Yeah, it's so. pretty much it. They're all mm-hmm. Russian bots are everywhere. But is it just me, guys, or is uh, Miss Gabbard's response to Hillary hilariously overdone? I mean, like I get Hillary managed in first; she was being assisted by the Russians, and but Gabbard's complete repudiation of Hillary posed as if Hillary alone was behind some sort of conspiracy thing to delegitimize her entire wow, campaign. That's interesting. This is pretty laid back by Tulsi. You know, she's a Hawaiian surfy girl here. <laughs> Just call Hillary the queen of warmongers, embodiment of corruption and personification mm-hmm. of the rot. It made me suspicious <laughs> of Gabbard. She knew what she was doing. It was calculated. She, she went to draw those Hillary haters toward her. And if the Russians' intentions are to divide our politics and create chaos, they're doing a great job. Alan, what about this Tulsi versus Hillary? I think we're all pawns of the Russians. None of us. We're all Russian assets? Whether whether we know it or not. (laughs) We're all secret Russian assets? Yeah. I (laughs) I just wonder why Tulsi only owns one suit. Because, like, every time I see her now, she's wearing that white suit. Because she looks great in it. But it's a, a classy looking it's lady. Every time. <laughs> like ever since she did well, wait really a well in that one See, debate. now that is sexist. I wish Melissa weren't on the phone. Come on, a guy wears a dark suit all the time. Trump wears a dark suit all the time. You never least, raise the issue. They at least change up their tie or their shirt or something. It's like yeah. everything's the same. It's distracting. Yeah. I, I want you to uh, crank up the text line here in a moment, but let me bring on Eddie from Claremont on Tulsi versus Hillary. What about it, Eddie? Hey, welcome back, bud. Um, I, I think if we don't start holding these people accountable for some of the bad things they did, like uh, Hillary and this email and, and all of that, we're going to continue to have problems in our in our politics. We need to put a 
Fabrio Shaw talks about and start holding these people accountable and start throwing people in jail. So you did, did you like the way Tulsi fired back at Hillary? Do you think it was over the top like Melissa suggested? No, absolutely. It was calculated and it was measured. All right, got it. How about the texters? What do they have to say? Yeah, one person said, good grief, Hillary just won't go away. I mean, the woman has a serious <laughs> mental problem. She's delusional and disconnected from reality. Hildebeest, go away, please. <laughs> Another one says, I wonder who Hitlery is supporting. My guess is she who, owes Hitlery. Hitlery. Okay. <laughs> she hmm. owes Warren favors, uh, so anyone that stands in the way will get slandered. I wonder if politically how much of a benefit this might be for uh, for Tulsi Gabbard. It might kind of put her on the map and give her some profile and some attention. You never know. Well, I mean, the Democrats are obviously searching around for somebody here. There's a lot of uncertainty about who to back that they think might be a winner. Well, I know she's had a lot of attention from you, bud, ever since she showed up in that <laughs> white suit <laughs> at the debate. Right. Well, I thought she looked great, but she's very smart, very, very well spoken. She doesn't tow that party line now. No. against them. And she's easy on the eyes, right, bud? Yeah, she is, and she's <laughs> right on getting us out of the endless wars. Uh, she's a zombie candidate. Yeah, how about the one-word texting poll right now, Yaffe? Put it out there for folks who've just joined us. Yeah, this was a topic uh, in the 6 o'clock hour. We're going to get back into it later on in the show. It is, should former Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel get his job back? It should former Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel get his job back? You can text either yes or no to 23680. And right now, looking at the results, we have um, 50, I'm sorry, 65 people have said no, and one person has said yes. All right. Scott Israel, still listener to the show, and his vote is... Still close? Is that what you're going to say, Alan? Still too close yeah. to call. <laughs> Can't really call it yet. Wait. We'll stay on it and try and project a winner downstream. In the meantime, Alan, what do we have? Mark Heath Lloyd back in court today, and Justin Trudeau remains in power. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere, and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 7.30 on Good Morning Orlando. Leave it to a texter. To explain Tulsi's repeated wearing of the white suit, um, here it is from Barry in Orlando. Tulsi wears the same suit to create a brand image, Yaffe. Okay, whatever. I think it's kind of weird, but, you know. It's the look. You know, thought, yeah. you know who used to wear a white suit all the time when he first made it big in comedy was Steve Martin. Yeah. He did, yeah. yep. Colonel Sanders. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. There you go. Got a tattoo in Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, on Fantasy Island. Tony Marino and Saturday Night Fever. It's the look. Get over it, Yaffe. Yeah. Don Man, Johnson you, on Miami Vice. Oh, wait, yes. pink socks, You though. criticize anything about the way Tulsi looks, and Bud just goes no, crazy. No, no, he just no, gets no, extremely no, no. I'm not voting for oh, her. Oh, my gosh. Just looking Big at her. She is, her. however, an attractive candidate, if you're a Democrat. Oh, boy. And they used to say women voted on looks. Oh, <laughs> boy. I wish we could have as much fun with all the news, but not so. Alan, with a very serious story, we are all following in Central Florida. But the sentencing hearing for convicted killer Markeith Lloyd continues today. We get more from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. Prosecutors have rested their case. It's the defense that's trying to show mitigating factors, reasons the jury should spare Markeith Lloyd the ultimate punishment for murdering his ex-girlfriend, Sade Dixon, and her unborn child. Lloyd's mother and sisters testified yesterday, portraying Lloyd as a caring and thoughtful young man. Three doctors are set to testify today. 
They're going to tell jurors about Lloyd's mental health. Rory O'Neill, News Radio, WFLA, Orlando. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Marion County man accused of murdering his family will be in court today for his arraignment. Michael Jones is accused of using a baseball bat to murder his wife, Casey. He's reportedly confessed to strangling his two stepchildren and drowning the two other children he had with Casey. Newly released documents show how Jones kept the bodies in his van for weeks while staying with relatives and trying to cover his tracks. A Brevard County woman claims she lost her teaching job because she's gay. Monica Lisiandro taught musical theater at Covenant Christian School in Palm Bay until three weeks ago. Lisiandro says she was let go after she confirmed rumors that she was in a relationship with another woman. The school has not commented. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau overcoming photos of himself in blackface to be re-elected for a second term. Trudeau showing respect for his opponents. To the leaders of the other parties and their families, thank you for being a part of this essential exercise in democracy. You have chosen to serve. Thank you for stepping up in this campaign and in this political life. Trudeau's party will not have the majority in Parliament. It'll be a matchup of power pitching in this year's Fall Classic. Houston hosts Washington in Game 1 of baseball's World Series tonight. The Nats' Matt Scherzer will oppose the Astros' Garrett Cole in the opener of the best-of-seven matchup. Cole talking about what he admires about Scherzer. I think probably most his determination because I feel like that, that word kind of covers how he competes, how he prepares. You have to be determined to be durable, which... My gosh, he's as durable as they come. The Astros are seeking their second World Series title in three seasons. The Nationals are in the Fall Classic for the first time in franchise history, including their previous incarnation as the Montreal Expos. Elsewhere. Imagine getting drug prescriptions delivered to your door by drone. It's about to become reality thanks to a deal between UPS and the CVS pharmacy chain. No word exactly when it will begin, but the deal includes creating a variety of deliveries beyond medication. UPS has already been using drones to carry medical products between health care facilities in North Carolina. Google's got drones that are going to be delivering. This is going to become the deal. You're going to be hearing these things buzzing all over the place. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know if I'm ready for that or not. The highly sought-after Popeye's Chicken Sandwich is back in a whole new way. It's now a Halloween costume. The lingerie lingerie retailer Yandy.com is selling a sexy version online. It's a yellow high-cut strapless velour bodysuit. The top part has puffy sleeves to represent the top bun of the Popeye's Chicken Sandwich, while the middle is supposed to look like the fried chicken in between green ruffles. And the bottom bun is stamped, sold out. The costume has a price tag of 80 bucks. You'd never catch Tulsi in that. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Just we'll saying. Yeah. You know, I've heard that the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, but this is a little bit of a oh, maybe weird that's twist what's going on, that. on <laughs> here, Yaffe. I like that. And finally, a Florida man is arrested for SWI. What is that? Segwaying while intoxicated. According to a Polk County Sheriff's Office Facebook post, 48-year-old Andy Segears was spotted driving a Segway eastbound on Dunson Road in the Davenport area last Wednesday. 
By the way, that also happens to be the location of a sheriff's office substation. Whoops. Sagiers was said to be in the middle of the westbound lanes, unsteady and swerving while impeding traffic. He was then stopped by law enforcement who suspected he might be inebriated as he smelled of alcohol, was slurring his words, and had bloodshot and watery eyes. Mm, just a guess, huh? Sagiers admitted he had consumed nearly two bottles of wine before boarding the Segway. His breath samples were reportedly about three times the legal limit. The sheriff's office said Andy endangered himself and others, but we hope this will get him on the right track. Man, oh man, I want... Go ahead. I was going to say, at least he wasn't texting, you know, texting while segwaying. Well, there you go. And I'm, I'm just wondering, <laughs> if you get to the point with two bottles of wine in you, where even the gyros and the Segway can't keep you upright. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta wonder, You're you know. You're in bad shape. You are. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. Find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Thanks, Alan. We've got advance screening tickets to a brand new epic war movie called Midway. It's a remake of a World War II classic film from the 70s with all kinds of big stars in it. And this is a huge deal. And it was the turning point in the Pacific against the Japanese for the United States forces here. Advance screening for free tickets. You're going to see this movie midway before anybody else, Patriots. And you, I believe, are going to love it. If you'd like to win the tickets for yourself, and go to the advanced screening here locally. Absolutely get on the phone right now, 407-916-5400. That's not your thing. You know there's somebody who would love to have you give them the four tickets you won right here on Good Morning Orlando and WFLA. So Midway, the new movie is coming out, and it is supposed to be an epic, and you're going to see it before anybody else on us. 407-916-5400. You're eligible for sound judgment if you've not been a winner in 30 days. 407-916-5400. Let's play the game. Our um, toll-free is 866-916-5400. I have the question. You're going to need to do just a little bit of arithmetic and know just a little bit of presidential history, and you will be our winner. Sound judgment after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes here on the Tuesday edition of Good Morning Orlando on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Headlines now. President Trump standing by his call to withdraw U.S. troops from northern Syria, allowing Turkey to invade the region. In an interview on Fox News last night, Trump said America has accomplished its goal there, and now is time to bring our forces home. More from the president in our 8 o'clock hour. Updates at least every 10 minutes on our top stories are promised to you all morning here on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFL. LA Orlando and still on AM 540. Sound judgment now. Contestants in place vying for a fabulous prize. What do we got here, Melissa? Oh, it is awesome. It's a four pack to the sneak preview of Midway, Monday, November 4th. This epic American wartime drama is going to be released in the theaters over Veterans Day weekend from Lionsgate. It's about the Battle of Midway, the historic naval battle that took place just six months after the horrific events of Pearl Harbor. And it's got a great cast, too. Woody Harrelson, Dennis Quaid, Mandy Moore, Nick Jonas. It's an awesome prize that you will win using your sound judgment. You get to see Midway 
before anybody else. If you're trying to get in, wait for a wrong answer and an open line at 407-916-5400. A little bit of an unusual way to phrase a question on sound judgment, so listen closely. So many so-called pundits tell us how bad the state of the world is, right? All the time. Well, trust me, it is nowhere near as bad as it was on this very date during President Kennedy's administration when the Cuban Missile Crisis reached its peak. We had discovered the Soviet Union deploying offensive nuclear missiles in nearby communist Cuba capable of hitting the U.S. and targets all over this hemisphere. With the world on the brink of nuclear war, listen to some sound of JFK in his October 22nd primetime speech warning the Soviets to back off or else, then use your sound judgment to tell me this. If you had been born the day JFK gave the speech you're about to hear, how old would you be today? It shall be the policy of this nation to regard any nuclear missile launched from Cuba against any nation in the Western Hemisphere as an attack by the Soviet Union on the United States, requiring a full retaliatory response upon the Soviet Union. It was breathtaking. Soviets did back down and take the missiles out of Cuba, and the world was brought back from the brink of a nuclear holocaust. So if you were born on the day JFK uttered those words, those words line one, how old would you be today? 57. Yeah. A little presidential history and a little math, and you got it done, and congratulations, my friend. What's your first name? Steve. Steve, calling in from what town this morning? Lakeland. All right. Lakeland. Yeah, great to have you with us here, and uh, you're going to Midway, and I hope you enjoy those advanced screening tickets. You and three other folks are going to see that great movie before anybody else. You're our sound judgment winner. What do you think, Steve? Well, I like it very much. I watched the first Midway, and that was a good movie, and I hope this one's just as good. Yeah, that's back in the 70s, Charlton Heston and Henry Fonda and a whole bunch of other big stars back then. Yeah, it was a classic, and this one is just supposed to be awesome. And, uh, Steve, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for listening to uh, Good Morning Orlando. And, Bud, if they couldn't see God's hand in that battle, they missed it. Amen to that. I think we took out four Japanese carriers. Four four carriers, yes. Yeah, and they were never the same in the Pacific. It was a huge, huge turning point in that theater of war in World War II, Steve. Thank you very much, and congratulations. Do not hang up. I'll put you off air with Melissa to make the arrangements, okay? All right. Thank you, sir. Enjoy the movie. Congratulations. Rush with a morning update coming after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us here on what for us in this area is a foggy Tuesday morning at 8 o'clock as we update Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic. Here on WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, a setback for the suspended sheriff. More in one minute. And we're on the Trump train. I got a couple of takes that might not set well with some of you. Let's talk about it next on Good Morning Orlando. 
8.05 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. The Florida Senate votes tomorrow on the fate of Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel. Last night, the Rules Committee voted to uphold his suspension following passionate testimony by parents of students killed in the Parkland school massacre, including Andrew Pollack. There were kids in the building getting shot. They don't know. It's a school. And we're going to accept that kind of leadership, and you guys are going to think you're going to stand there and think of reinstating this guy? The governor suspended the sheriff in connection with the shootings at Parkland and the Fort Lauderdale Airport. However, a special master appointed by the Senate president recommended that the suspension be lifted. And we will get into this and debate it in our final half hour, so stay tuned on that and join us now by voting in our one-word texting poll, Should Sheriff Scott Israel Get His Job Back? Text yes or text no to 23680. Alan? This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Also in Tallahassee, an abortion bill is the subject of a legislative hearing. We get more on that from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. Doctors would be required to get notarized written consent by a parent or legal guardian before performing an abortion on a minor. HB 265 was submitted by Erin Grawl, a Republican representing Indian River in parts of St. Lucie counties. Under the bill, doctors caught breaking the law would be charged with a third-degree felony, but the young girls seeking the procedure would not be charged. Planned Parenthood is leading a group of advocates to oppose the measure at this afternoon's committee hearing. I'm Rory O'Neill. Neighbors say they're in shock after learning of the conditions inside a home in Volusia County. Edgewater police report finding three children and almost 250 animals living in filth at a home on Royal Palm Drive. A man and two women are charged with child abuse and animal cruelty. President Trump is standing by his call to withdraw U.S. troops from northern Syria allowing Turkey to invade the region. In an interview on Fox News, Trump said America has accomplished its goal and it's now time to bring our forces home. But also on Fox News, Florida Senator Marco Rubio said the pullout could have been handled better. I think it was the abrupt nature of the withdrawal without any sort of planning about what would immediately happen. That's really problematic. I would also say that it's helpful to ISIS. It's going to help them to reconstitute themselves, not just in Syria, but also crossing over into Iraq. And Rubio says the U.S. withdrawal also gives Iran leverage in Syria. Rubio is one of those who's not giving Trump the kind of support he thinks he should get. In, in you know against impeachment here mm-hmm. and uh, more on that in a moment and what's going on in the Republican Party. All right, finally on Monday Night Football, the reigning Super Bowl champs remain undefeated. The New England Patriots defense powers them to a shutout. Third and ten, can he get a first down inside the two? Floated again and picked off again. This time it's Terrence Brooks. Call courtesy of ESPN. Terrence Brooks comes down with the interception in the end zone as the Patriots deep picks off Sam Darnold four times, coming away with a fumble recovery and safety as well as New England blanks the New York Jets Monday night 33-0 to go to 7-0 and on the season. Sony Michelle would add three rushing touchdowns on offense as the Patriots and San Francisco 49ers remain the only undefeated teams remaining in the NFL. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. WFLA News time is 8.09. These stories and others can be found online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WFLA Orlando. Good morning, Orlando. Bud Hedinger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. Thanks to Mike for hosting while I had a couple of days off. We are back in action this morning, and I'm hopping on the Trump train here. I think Trump is right about these GOP wimps in Congress. 
I also think he was right initially about wanting to hold the G7 summit at his Doral Club down in South Florida. Am I the only one who thinks that the way he said he would do it was perfectly appropriate? Would have been awesome? Everybody's bailing from him on this, and we'll talk about it with you and see what you think on a couple of fronts. It is all straight ahead. Welcome to hour number three on the 50,000-watt front porch, Alan. We're going to start it, bud, by giving you a chance to win $1,000 as we attempt to make your wallet great again with our texting contest. In moments, we will announce the keyword of the hour. You text that keyword to 200-200, you could be winning a grand. Be watching for a call from area code 513. That could be us telling you that you have won $1,000. And listen all day long for the keyword of the hour and your chance to win as we try to make your wallet great again. 810 on Good Morning Orlando, and we've got an update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. Headlines now. There are fewer U.S. troops in Afghanistan. General Austin Scott Miller, the commander of U.S. and NATO forces in Afghanistan, is telling reporters in Kabul that they have reduced their authorized troop strength by 2,000. The reduction has been taking place over the last year, he says, even though a peace deal with the Taliban has not yet been reached. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes under top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. All aboard the Trump train right now. Oh, Dave's already got his seat. Welcome aboard from Apopka. Dave, how are you? Hey, guys. Good morning. I uh, love talking to you guys always. I was just telling the caller, I've been sitting on the bar cart of the Trump train since he got into it. And just loving every minute. Of <laughs> well, it's it. so, a little early, uh, but but have one on me, okay, Dave, and sit <laughs> no, back. No, not really. I'm just, no, so right on. But <laughs> I think the Doral thing was fine. I think he so should have said, hey, I'm letting everybody in for free, and it's on me, you know? <clears throat> you know, I don't understand why everybody, Republicans as well as Democrats, just thought this was a horrible idea, and the president caved. He was willing to do it for free. He was willing to underwrite the cost. He's got a perfect facility for every country in the G7 to have their own headquarters down there at Doral. Why did he bail on this? What problem did the Republicans have with the Democrats hate everything he does? I don't understand what the problem is if he was going to do it and not profit from it. What is wrong with this, Dave? There was there was no problem with it, bud. There was no problem with it. These weak Republicans that, what do they call them, rhinos or whatever, they're just a bunch of so-called elitists that got their nose in the air and they just can't stand Trump because he's done way better than any of them ever could have done. So. Dave, thank you. All right, have another one on the uh, bar in the bar car, the Trump train there, because I think you raise a good point. Is anybody else with me here? If he does it without enriching himself, what is wrong with using Doral? Some would point out, though, that he stands to make millions of dollars in free publicity for Doral. Uh-huh. And nothing is free, my friends. You have to renovate, and the city would have to pay its police officers overtime for security. I mean, what about millions of no, no, Nobody was throwing conditions up like that. It was somehow unethical was the whole idea. Had nothing to do with the dollars. And cents. Well, if Trump ate every single penny of this in every single way, there would have been bipartisan opposition to it. And I'll tell you what's going on with the Republicans, and more on this in a moment. 
the Republicans in the Senate and in the House. Most of them don't like Trump, as Dave pointed out a moment ago, and frankly, they won't say it because they're afraid of a backlash by their voters back home. They would just as soon he got impeached in the House and got convicted in the Senate. So they're not going to carry much water for him because they don't like him and they want him out. And I think that's the truth of what is going on in the Republican Party. But you simply cannot award government contracts to yourself. That's what he's doing. Are you concerned, Bud, that he Uh, referred to a clause in the Constitution as being phony? uh, Oh, the the emollient clause? Well, it's not It's not phony. I, I think he feels like it's a phony application of the emollient clause here. That's not what he said. No, yeah. He said it wasn't, it wasn't real, right? He said it's a phony emoluments clause. I, I guess he would say, I think if you asked him to clarify that, I don't know, I can't speak for the president, but I have to believe he understands that's in the Constitution, but he would say it shouldn't apply in a situation like this. If I am going to be open and I'm not going to enrich myself, I'm offering this facility I'm in the property business. This is what I've done all my life. I got this place that is perfect for the G7 summit. You know, I, I'm tired of the term optics, but at the very least, no, the optics look my bad. My optics are not bad. Durrell's He's a guy a who happened to be in this business. Durrell. He happens to be in this business. He is offering free of charge this facility for this G7 summit gathering and there's something horrible with the optics and and the and the and 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 the ethics of it and uh, he's going to enrich himself no 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 I'm doing it for free I'll pick <laughs> up the tab but for crying out loud the government would have to put millions in renovations to bring it up to speed for uh, otherwise we would be embarrassed because Durrell is a hellhole decided it is not a hellhole and what about if the president said Send me the bill. I'll pay for this. Mm-hmm. And he didn't pay There's for half the rallies. There's still something yet. wrong with it. This is ridiculous. He hasn't even paid the towns and for the he, rallies. And he completely. What are you? Are you off the Trump train? Are not you at on all. the Democrat Express or no, something? No, not at all. I'm just saying the Constitution explicitly states that the president can't receive any compensation from the federal government beyond his salary. That would be compensation to upgrade the rally. Uh, okay. So what side of that are you on? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. And do you agree with me? And you'll hear in a moment the president saying, you know, I'm not getting enough support from the Republicans against impeachment here. A lot of these Republicans actually won't say it because they're afraid that they'll get voted out of office in a heartbeat, and they would because it would anger you and me, the voters. They don't like Trump, and they'd be just fine if he got impeached and convicted and thrown out of office. That that is the ugly truth in the underbelly flying beneath the radar of the Republican Party. 407-916-5400. Phones and text lines on fire here. I think we have um, struck a nerve on the Trump train. We'll get to your take right after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. 
Headlines right now. Locally, Orlando police officers can expect raises and firefighters can expect a new boss. The city council has voted to approve a three-year deal with a police union. Starting next year, each pay grade will increase by 1.5%, and the starting pay will be close to $49,000 a year for Orlando police. The council also approved the hiring of Benjamin Barksdale as the new Orlando fire chief. Stay with us for updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories all morning on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Things are so hot on the Trump train, we're going to extend our conversation about all of this into the next half hour. We'll still do um, Sheriff Israel. All right, now, here's the deal. I told you that that I think the Republicans are not carrying a lot of water for Trump right now because a lot of them secretly won't admit it to their voters, their constituents. They really want him out. The president railing on that during the cabinet meeting yesterday. Listen to this on Republicans in Congress for not sticking with him against impeachment the way the Democrats stick together no matter what. And the Republicans have to get tougher and fight. We have some that are great fighters, but they have to get tougher and fight because the Democrats are trying to hurt the Republican Party for the election. I think the Democrats fight dirty. I think they're lousy politicians. But two things they have. They're vicious and they stick together. They don't have Mitt Romney in their midst. They don't have people like that. Cutting the president's legs off in the in the you know, the case of, of Mitt Romney here. You know, we're talking about Doral, the G7 summit. I don't have a problem with using that facility as long as he picks up the tab for the whole thing. And then there are those Republicans. I think the truth is a lot of them would like to see him out so he's not getting the help you'd think he'd get against impeachment. Let's see what Steve in Maitland has to say. Steve, it's Alan along with the Budman, Yaffe, and Melissa. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Let's look at Donald Trump's history. He's right now stuck over 20 cities with a bill for his security. Over the years, he's been pursued by thousands of contractors for unpaid bills. He claims to donate to charities, then doesn't do it until he gets called on by the media. He charges his own charity to hold events in his own place. If you honestly believe that Donald Trump will do what he says and give Doral away for nothing, then i got a bridge to sell you that goes between Manhattan across the East River to Brooklyn. Come on, bud. Be realistic on this one. Well, wait a minute. You know, Steve, I, I got to say, I mean, the, the issue just was it doesn't matter whether he picks up the tab for it or not. Let's assume, I mean, nobody is saying, well, we think he's going to stiff us. No one is saying that. They're saying there's something inherently wrong with it. And if he picks up the tab, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I don't think he's going to pick up the tab. And I think this is a clear violation of the emoluments clause. He is gaining benefit. He's self-dealing. He's awarding himself a government contract. And he is going to benefit personally from foreign governments because I don't believe this whole at cost or I'll pick up the tab. It's a good soundbite, but I don't think it happens. I think he's doing this to make money because that's how Donald Trump is wired. Is what he's done his entire career. Well, Steve, remember, remember Donald Trump said the emoluments clause is phony. So... We don't even have to go by that, according to him. Uh, I think he means it's it's it phony one applied to the situation with the you know G7 what? at Doral. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Sooner or later, bud, words mean something. And oh. what the president says, you have to go by what his words are. You can't always say, well, I think he meant this. We're going to stay on this. Quick look at the text line highlight, if you will. 
Uh, yeah, one person said this, said, in reality, most people are jealous of Trump's ability to provide a place for a summit and pay for it, too. Huh. Few, if any, have that ability. Someone else said, Melissa has lost her mind this morning. No, I haven't. I mean, that was gone a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I never had. Not breaking news there. <laughs> right, really, no. But thank you for checking in. What? All right, listen, gang, we're staying on it, all right? So callers, don't don't hang up or you'll never get on if you stay here. You will get on, Susan, Al, and others. Text line open on all of this stuff here on The Trump Train. In the meantime, speaking of the news, Alan has the update. Bud Markeith Lloyd still waiting to learn his sentence, and the World Series gets underway tonight. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere, and traffic and weather together in just two minutes. It's 8.31 on Good Morning Orlando. Callers and texters on the Trump train. We'll get to you right now. Alan has the news update. A very important local story continues to unfold. But the penalty phase of the Orlando trial of a man convicted of killing his pregnant ex-girlfriend continues today. Yesterday, Markeith Lloyd's mother testified in an attempt to keep him off death row. Do you love him? Very much so. If he goes to prison, will you visit him? Yes, I will. We will always be in his life. Yes, I will. The defense will call more witnesses today. The state rested yesterday. The jury will recommend a sentence of either death or life in prison without parole for Markeith Lloyd. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. The Marion County man accused of murdering his family will be in court today. More from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. The arraignment of Michael Jones is being held today. He's accused of using a baseball bat to murder his wife, Casey. He's reportedly confessed to strangling his two stepchildren and drowning the two other children he had with Casey. Documents just released show how Jones kept the bodies in his van for weeks while staying with relatives and trying to cover his tracks. When he got into a car accident in Georgia last month, police found his wife's body still inside the van, the bodies of the four children found in nearby woods. Rory O'Neill, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. Help is on the way for Florida kids dealing with opioid abuse. Governor Ron DeSantis announcing that the Justice Department has awarded the state almost $300 million in federal grants. Part of the money will provide mentors for children affected by opioids. Florida Senator Rick Scott is disappointed with the NBA for not supporting the Hong Kong protesters demonstrating against the Chinese government. Now Scott is taking his criticism of China one step further. The 22 Olympics shouldn't be there. I mean, are they going to tell all the American and worldwide athletes you can't say anything anti-Xi? Scott tells CNBC we should quit doing business with China until they become what he calls a legitimate country that respects human rights. Hell will freeze over first. Let baseball's fall classic begin. The champions of the American and National Leagues meet in the World Series starting tonight. It all comes down to this, a best of seven to be the best in Major League Baseball as the Houston Astros host the Washington Nationals for tonight's World Series Game 1. The Astros besting the New York Yankees in six to earn their second AL pennant in three years. They'll send Garrett Cole to the mound as he reflects on this opportunity. Dream about you know storybook endings and, and storybook players and scenarios. The Washington Nationals sweeping the St. Louis Cardinals to head to the World Series for the first time in franchise history. But longtime vet Ryan Zimmerman says it doesn't change his team's approach. I think you just play it. I think to try not to do it too much. The Nats sending Max Scherzer to the mound for the Game 1 start. First pitch in the 2019 World Series slated for 8 p.m. Eastern. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. And for Yankee fans, Bud and Allen, the cheer is wait till next year. Yep. Elsewhere. Elsewhere. 
This not-so-nice guy is headed our way. No more, Mr. Nice Guy. No more, Mr. Clean. No more, Mr. Nice Guy. He's sick. He's a That, of course, is Alice Cooper, who's just announced he'll be touring in the spring of 2020. <laughs> With a special guest joining him, heavy metal guitarist Lita Ford joining his tour, which will run from April 1st through the 22nd. But before the spring tour, Cooper returns to the road next month to finish off his fall tour, which includes a stop at the King Center in Melbourne on November 5th. Domino's is daring pizza lovers to spin the wheel and take their chances. The company is out with a new Halloween roulette pizza. It includes one slice doused with ghost pepper sauce. Customers have to request this option, and they won't know which slice has it. And the stuff is hotter than you know what. I guess. Yeah. I've never ghost had... Ghost peppers are like the bomb. <laughs> Yummy. Teeny yeah. little things that'll just kill you. <laughs> yeah, Yaffe's into it. The bad news, Michael, this is only being offered in Japan right now. <laughs> no. no. That's a long trip. That's for about far spice. enough away for me for that kind of stuff. So, so it's like a Russian roulette sort of thing, yeah. right? You don't know exactly. where the, the bullet's in which chamber, mm-hmm. you know, where the slice is on the wheel of pizza. Yeah, you can't tell. Yeah, Japan's about far enough away. Hello, DoorDash. Finally, <laughs> fans of the movie Joker are taking to the South Bronx in New York to dance in homage to the film. Joaquin Phoenix dances down the stairs at 167th Street in full makeup in the movie. And now fans are flooding social media with the hashtag JokerStairs with pictures and videos of themselves recreating the scene. However, locals are warning gawkers that their neighborhood is not a tourist attraction and their safety could be compromised. Have any of you seen The Joker? I hear it's now the number one all-time R-rated movie. Yeah. It's in terms pro- of the box office. Really? Has anybody wow. seen it? It's approaching nine, $900 million in global ticket sales. <sighs> but, Grim. you know, you know uh, my waitress at... <laughs> oh, not Miriam again. <laughs> Another broken egg the other day where I was having breakfast. She had seen it and uh, liked it a lot. Hi, Miriam. So, there you go. I said this came up yesterday. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm his, like in the dark. His waitress, his poor waitress is probably getting accosted by people now every day. Yeah. What'd you think of Joker? What'd you think of this movie? She gave a great review <laughs> while serving up breakfast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and find the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. Thanks, Alan. On the table, the Trump train, red hot. My take on a couple of Trump topics in the last half hour has ignited the phone lines and the text line. I don't have a problem with the G7 summit being held at Trump's Doral Club in Miami if he would just pick up the tab for the whole thing, which he said he'd happily do. Can't believe he bailed on that. Republicans not supporting him. They're not supporting him the way they should in the wake, you know, in the face of impeachment here because I think the dirty truth is that a lot of these Republicans in the House and the Senate really want him out. And they're not going to help him any more than the minimum party requirement. Am I right on that, or am I just a little too cynical for my own good? What do you think? 407-916-5400, text line 23680, 
to the phone lines and the text line. And speaking of the text line, we have a one-word texting poll, Melissa, on the Scott Israel story right now. He's fighting for his job in Tallahassee. That's correct. And we're asking you, should former Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel get his job back? You can text yes or text no to 23680. Again, should Scott Israel get his job back? Text yes or text no to 23680. Right to the phones after a quick update of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on a foggy morning in our part of Central Florida and maybe yours as well. It's all in two minutes here on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Updating Central Florida headlines, if you're just joining us, a Brevard County woman claims she lost her teaching job because she is gay. Monica Lisiandro taught musical theater at Palm Bay's Covenant Christian School until three weeks ago. She says she was let go after she confirmed rumors that she was in a relationship with another woman. The school has not commented, but Lisiandro says that she wants kids to know, she says, you can be gay and Christian and teach at a Christian school. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Patient callers who rung us up after they listened to the Budman's tirade on the Trump train on a couple of fronts. Good morning, Al. Thanks for waiting. Good morning from Winter Garden, Al. Good morning. How are you? I think the president sensed the Republicans' weak knees clattering, and he figured that it was not a, a hill worth to die on. You mean Doral uh, for the need, G7? Yeah, he's going to yeah, exactly. He's going to need all his political capital for the impeachment push. And this is the last thing uh, on this. I'm going to say, and it's a prediction: if the Republicans do not strongly support Trump on this impeachment. It'll be the end of the Republican Party, and we will see a third party. Al, thank you so much. Much thought there. Lots to chew on. Our old friend Susan from the left side of the 50,000-watt front porch has a question for the Bud Man from Castleberry. Susan, thanks for waiting. Good morning to you. Good morning, Bud. First, though, I want to say a shout-out to Steve from Maitland Bravo. He, he was totally on point with everything that he said. But my question to you is, what if this was Obama offering some, you know, property he had in Hawaii? How would you and the Republicans feel with, about that? You know, I honestly, I'll be dead level honest with you. I always try to be, whether you agree with me or not, Susan. I think if he did it and, and, and he didn't stick the taxpayers with the tab and picked up the tab, I honestly cannot imagine I'd have a problem with it. You mm. think I would, but I, I would not. I don't know about that. I think you have to be a little bit more honest with yourself. No, I'm being honest with the Bud Man. I know the Bud Man better than you do, and I'm being honest with him. Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Susan. Have a nice day. (laughs) Texters, what's going on there? The long-form texters on the Trump train. Uh, Yeah, one person said, So what if our president, along with the Florida economy, benefited from the summit being held at Doral? Other countries and their leaders did, along with past presidents, off our dime. So kind of like what you said, this is actually better because it would not be on the taxpayer dime. It would be on Trump's dime. And, and the president folded. And I think Steve was right in the sense that, you know what, the Republicans are getting weary, it is reported, of, of you know, having to defend Trump on multiple fronts and, 
And so he doesn't want to push him too far because he's going to need him on the impeachment votes. Yeah, another mm-hmm. texter said he's also a doer and politicians are just talkers. He's more or less telling them or telling on them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Headlining our final talk topic of the morning that was our first at 6 o'clock, the suspended Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel dealing with a setback in his hopes of getting his job back. The Florida Senate Rules Committee voted 9-7 to seven last night against reinstating Israel. Governor DeSantis suspended Israel in part for his handling of the Parkland School massacre last year, but a special master last month who happened to be a Republican found that punishment was too harsh and that he should be reinstated. The full Senate will vote tomorrow. The Senate has 23 Republicans, 17 Democrats. My guess is that Israel will be toast. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. From News Radio WFLA Orlando, this is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Henniger, Alan Spector, Michael Yaffe, and Melissa Fox. Alan, I bring you good tidings that shall be of great joy to a newsman like you. It looks like we're not going to have to do wall-to-wall extended election coverage until we get a winner in the one-word texting poll. Oh, really? Yeah, we've been asking you, should uh, Sheriff Scott Israel from Broward County get his job back? And uh, asking you to text us, yes or no, to 23680, and we have the results in? Yes, if the if our audience made up the Florida Senate, uh, he would not get his job back. 134 people said no to four people, just four saying yes. So close. There you go. All right. We are now projecting a winner. <laughs> really? And it's not, Scott, it's not Scott Israel. No. <laughs> okay. A big check mark by Governor Ron DeSantis' face. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'll do it for Alan and Yaffe and Melissa the Budman here. Thanks for a great ride. It has been wild and woolly just the way I like it. We'll, uh, we'll tee it all up again tomorrow morning. We invite you to the 50,000-watt front porch then. Have a great day. Thank you. God bless you. And God bless America.